Begonia Bree, the book fairy here, and I'm so very happy you invited me to spend story time with you. I love to bring you folk tales and fairy tales, stories, myths, and legends from all over the world. Today's story is part two of Domingo's Cat. If you don't remember, Domingo was a very kind but very poor young man who left his village in search of work with little else besides his orange cat, Durada. But Durara is a magic cat, and today we will learn about what she decides to do with her magical abilities. So go ahead and ask your grown-up for one more drink of water. Make sure you have your favorite stuffy or pillow nearby. Snuggle up under your covers so you're nice and safe and comfy. All good? Well, then let's begin. The next morning, when the king was served his breakfast, one of his servants presented something else along with the eggs, the hot cocoa, and the warm tortillas. In his arms, he held a small orange cat, and the cat had around her neck a small satchel. What is this about? the king asked curiously, reaching out to stroke the cat's fur. He was a stern man and a just king, but he had a soft spot for animals. Your Highness, answered the servant, this creature showed up on the steps of the palace this morning with a message. He handed the cat off to the king, who immediately offered her a scrap of his breakfast. I'll read it for you. Your Majesty, please accept this simple token as a tribute. Your fame has spread far and wide, and in my region you are spoken of as the wisest and bravest of kings. With best regards and great respect, Signor Domingo Fernandez Celestino de Silvas. Confused, the king reached into the sack dangling from the cat's neck, and out of it he pulled a smooth, flawless, and brilliant sapphire, big enough to fill the palm of his hand. Meu Deus, he gasped. He had never seen or even imagined something so beautiful in his entire life. What kind of man is this who shares such priceless treasure so freely? He ruffled the cat's chin, drawing out a happy purr. Yes, send for this Domingo at once, that I may welcome him and have a feast in his honor. Surely this is a generous man, and we must treat him with respect and care. As soon as the servant nodded and left the room, the cat, who you by now have guessed was Durara herself, hurried back home to see the look on her master's face when he received a summons from the king. Indeed, Domingo's eyes widened and his jaw dropped when he read the king's invitation. On the finest of paper, in golden script, he, poor Domingo from a poor family in a poor village, was expected to meet with royalty. Was there a mistake? No, the king's seal was there, stamped in scarlet wax, and proving that he himself had approved the message. In three days' time, I am to stand before his majesty, Durara. 
Domingo's voice was a mix of fear and wonder. I, I, I do not know what he would have me do or, or say, but suddenly he stopped, a look of absolute horror on his face. Oh, no. What will I wear? It was not that Domingo was vain, of course, for thinking of his clothing. It was only that he would not even be allowed near the palace in the only clothes he had, a thin tunic and a patched poncho, worn-out trousers and shoes with holes in them. I must find work, and I must find a tailor who could work quickly. If I do not, I am worse off than if I had never left my village in the first place. Her master hurried to wash his face before running out of the inn, ready to find work however he could. The cat, however, was quite exhausted from the previous evening's exercise, and she curled up on his bed to take a very, very long nap. That evening, Domingo returned defeated. He had not been able to find work, and he fell asleep hungry with worried lines on his face. But Durara was just getting started. That night, she returned to the treasure trove, but this time, instead of hurrying to the palace, she visited the shop of the finest tailor in town, waiting on his doorstep until he grew curious enough to open the door to her. In the satchel around her neck, he found the most incredible, dazzling emerald he'd ever seen. It glinted in the morning light, and he could not stop from gasping in wonder. With the gem was a note. Dearest sir, I humbly seek your assistance. I have an audience with the king, and would be grateful if you, by reputation the most talented tailor in the land, might create for me by tomorrow a suit worthy of the palace. Upon completion, I will send another gemstone of similar size and value. Signed, Señor Domingo Fernández Celestino de Silvas. The tailor's eyes went wide. He had never heard of this Señor de Silvas, but he was certainly not going to lose him as a client. He swiped all of his current projects off the table and then rustled through his supplies until he found it. A beautiful, deep blue satin, nearly the color of night, and he'd been saving it for just the right client. It appeared that Señor de Silvas was that client. As the tailor began to measure, cut, and snip, and pin, Dorada let out a pleased purr and left the shop, satisfied. When she arrived back at the inn, Domingo was once again seated sadly on his bed. Ah, oh, Dorada, he sighed, I was blessed to find work in a citrus grove today, but even with all I earned, I cannot buy a new hat, much less a new suit. I do not know what to do. Dorada hopped into his lap with a soothing rumble, and because Domingo was so tired from the efforts of the day, he was asleep in moments. Soon after, the little orange cat was sleeping just as peacefully. In the morning, Domingo was awakened by a gentle knock at his door. When he opened it, still rubbing sleep from his eyes, the innkeeper stood there with a large, carefully wrapped package. Uh, this just arrived now, senor, he said, for you. He quickly nodded and then left the box in Domingo's arms. Dorada watched with glee as Domingo slowly opened the package, his hands shaking, as he gently unfolded the elegant indigo jacket, the matching trousers, the egg-white ascot, the embroidered shirt, and the shiny new black leather shoes. Meu Deus, he whispered. For me, this 
This is a mistake. Dorada pressed herself firmly against his leg and looked up at him with huge, moon-like eyes, as if to urge him to try the new clothes on. When he did so, his eyes filled with tears. It was a perfect fit. Someone has been so kind to me, he told the cat. I can stand before the king looking almost like a king myself. Oh, I wish, I wish I could thank this kind stranger face to face. He carefully removed the suit, plucking a few stray orange cat hairs from it, and placed it back in the box. There was just one more day until he met with the king. Suddenly he sighed. Oh, Durara, I may look like a king, but I have not even an old wooden wagon to carry me to the palace anymore. Durara looked into his face, and he could have sworn that she winked at him. Ah, perhaps it was a trick of the light, Domingo guessed, and readied himself for another long day in the citrus grove. He went with a smile. He was grateful for work, and he had received a priceless gift from some anonymous friend. It was indeed a good day. When he arrived home, Domingo was so tired that he could barely say a word to his faithful cat. He gently tapped her head in greeting and then collapsed onto the bed into a deep sleep. And Durara escaped to perform her magic. Then she hurried to visit a carpenter. When the next day dawned, the innkeeper once again knocked on Domingo's door, telling him, with a disbelieving stare, that a carriage was waiting for him in front of the inn. Domingo ran to the window, and sure enough, a beautifully wrought iron and wood carriage was parked there, and there was even a manservant ready to urge two pure white horses into action. Too shocked to say a thing, Domingo dressed himself quickly in his new suit. He was ready to go. But when he got to the door, he stopped and turned around. He caught Dorada's eye. I'm not leaving you, he announced. You have been more faithful to me than a brother or a sister. I do not know if you are good luck, Dorada, he laughed. But today you will celebrate with me. He scooped her into his arms and they left for the palace. And that is the conclusion of part two of Domingo's Cat. It is time for bed, so... Sweet dreams. Jeff Harvey.